Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much for joining us again. In this segment, we're going to have a conversation with Kyle Kaiser. Kyle is joining us here as CEO of Arrive Health. It's a technology partner for health systems, pharmacies, and insurers that provides drug pricing and insurance coverage data. He's joining us to discuss the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services enforcement of the hospital and health plan price transparency bills. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Kyle Kaiser, thank you for joining us this evening. Glad to be here, Neil. Thanks. A bit of your background, if you would. Tell us a bit about yourself and briefly describe your role at Arrive. Sure. So, um, Kyle Kaiser, I'm CEO of Arrive Health. I've been with the company. Uh, I'm in year eight, so I've been with the company since, you know, more or less the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my focus is you know, our team and our strategy and growing our business and serving patients uh, with our technology. Uh, background's been mostly in sort of health plan and payer-oriented technology companies prior to this. It works in the sort of corporate wellness world and primary care at the work site uh, in early stage businesses, but mostly focused on kind of the risk-bearing entity community, be that health plans or employers. So what is the hospital price transparency bill? Why is it significant? And why is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services enforcement of the hospital and health price transparency bills important? Sure. Yeah, I, I think it's probably important to even go a little a level up uh, further from that. In, mm-hmm. And in the last you know, eight, 18 months, there have been multiple types of legislations around price transparency. There were there's the hospital price transparency bill you're mentioning. There's the health plan version of that that's uh, you know, similar and different, but targeting a similar problem. There's the no surprise billing legislation, and then there's also the CMS rule for real time benefit, uh, which is you know more directly impacting us. But all of those things happened in the last year and a half. I think it's all a part of a, a fairly coordinated effort from the government to say. How do we create the right conditions where consumers can have choice and be empowered to make decisions around price as it relates to their health? So from a health system perspective, it's, it's providing insight into uh, you know, information that, that patients can use to understand the cost of procedures that may be uh, a part of their care plan. From a health plan perspective, it's, it's providing a comprehensive list of sort of network Rates and then those those are related all in um, coordination with the no surprise billing legislation, which has a kind of pre EOB requirement, which sort of stitches together both the health plan and hospital requirements into a coordinated effort to say, hey, before you get care, we want to understand how much is something going to cost them from out of pocket perspective. And that's not just the published price for something. Mm-hmm but also taking into account what their specific insurance may be. When we're talking about uh, out-of-pocket expenses, is this transparency bill or any of the legislation really just focused on the cost to the consumer at the end of it or some of the things that happen because a person may not have a certain type of insurance or may not have any insurance at all? Are we talking transparency with prescriptions as well as over-the-counter? Uh, in that group, there's a little bit of all of that. There's a mix. So, you know, some of it's targeted at uh, kind of that surprise bill scenario, which I think, you know, has been much uh, publicized and, and I think, uh, you know, a worthy and important issue to tackle. Uh, that's really taking sort of the unexpected expense for, you know, a patient just not understanding, you know, if they're in and out of network or those sorts of things or if they're, you know, caught in a, an unexpected loophole in the system. Um that's more what that's targeted at. Some of the other price transparency legislation is targeted more specifically at sort of how things are coordinated within benefits. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things is prescriptions specifically that you ask about. 
um, there's a, a CMS rule now already in place that requires Part D plans to provide a real-time benefit tool, which means the, the Part D plan has to have the ability to uh, provide pricing into the workflows of providers. So a provider needs to now have access to the information that is patient-specific, plan-specific, and pharmacy-specific for the drug choices that they're making so that they can help their patients make more informed decisions around the prescription drugs. That's you know, squarely what we do. Um, but that's a, you know, it's been a, a, an important initiative uh, around the prescription drug issue. That extends January 1st to a patient-facing requirement. So now it will also be uh, true that patients will need to have programmatic access to this data, which is all, you know, progress and in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. I've dealt with it myself, this in-network, out-of-network problem that, that seems to arise uh, sometimes when you're looking for a new physician, sometimes when you're referred by your healthcare provider to a specialist. You've got your plan and all of a sudden you find out, oh, he's not in-network. I have to start back all over again and find someone who's in-network. Is it too simplistic to consider just doing away with in-network, out-of-network, and have everyone on the same page nationwide? You know, it's not a bad vision to have. I think it's probably a little too simplistic to say that's Mm -hmm. the solution for now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I think maybe a better aspiration is really just having the right information at at the fingertips of a patient Mm -hmm. or delegated to a piece of technology that can help patients make better decisions around the complexity that already exists, right? There's some level of complexity that's just inherent for the way healthcare works in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. We've uh, we've designed a system that is, you know, government-based, employer-based, cash pay-based in some cases, and then comes with all of the complexities of those different scenarios. And, a, and an individual patient may need to access all three of those potentially as a part of their family's care or, uh, you know, may need to understand all three of those. As, you know, if an aging parent needs access to Medicare for the care that they're getting, if they need to understand their employee or employer-provided benefits as a part of their own care, and then maybe have that contrast with just paying cash directly for a prescription or something else right like you, you gotta you gotta know a lot of uh, you gotta have a pretty broad understanding of how healthcare works in a really complicated world but i think the more data we can provide to patients and 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 technology developers to sort of understand how to make sense of this complexity the better as far as i'm concerned as an incremental step in the right direction i think you know in a perfect world would there not have to be consideration of in and out of network? Maybe, but you know, networks play an important role in how we control costs, and I think that's clearly something that's important to the country is controlling uh, cost of healthcare. Well, speaking of steps, do you think that this bill is just a first step toward uh, that goal? And if so, why? And what other steps need to be taken? Yeah, I think it could it could certainly be a first step in the right direction. Um, you know, I think the first step is we've got to understand if and how it's going to be enforced, not just on the provider side, but across the board, like how, what are, how's the rule going to be implemented and how does the implementation of that rule change the behavior of, of sort of industry incumbents? Um, that's, that's sort of going to determine impact. Well, is there anything that you'd like to add for our listeners, Kyle? Oh, just, this feels like progress, right? This feels promising that there, there's been more uh, legislation or regulation uh, in the last 18 months around these issues of price transparency and, and consumer choice and consumer data liquidity than there has been in my lifetime or maybe uh, any of our lifetime. There's just an, an enormous amount of progress 
on this issue right now or momentum on this issue right now. And, and you know, the way that the implementation and the application of some of these things are going to be varied. But in general, uh, momentum around this issue is a good thing for consumers and, and hopefully a good thing for uh, you know, risk-bearing entities. And, and that's, that's something we can, we can make progress on as an industry. Where can our listeners go and, and get some more information about this bill and about uh, the developments there at uh, Arrive Health? Uh, you can find out more about us at ArriveHealth.com. Well, Kyle, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you joining us here and uh, lending us some of your time this evening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Neil. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Kyle Kaiser, CEO of Arrive Health. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download it, SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.